most of my life, I've heard people talk to others, complimenting them on how pretty they are or how smart they are, or maybe how talented they are musically or in some other way. Maybe you know people who've had many talents and gifts. They can sing, dance, speak to an audience without passing out, play the piano by ear, the most beautiful melody you've ever heard. Where did they get those talents? You know, I've heard people talk about themselves as being smart or talented in some particular way as well. I'm not saying we shouldn't claim the gifts that we have, but at the same time, shouldn't we give credit where credit's due? I mean, God gave us those talents, skills, or looks. Now, granted, we do have to work to hone those skills or study to use our mind in certain ways. But does it make us better because we received a gift that we can't even say is ours alone without God's intervention? It's not that I'm trying to negate the gifts we have. Quite the opposite. I'm all for giving credit, but giving it to the right source, the source of everything we have, including our skills and talents. I mean, we shouldn't be taking credit for being smart or gifted in some way that isn't something we did ourselves, right? Not saying we have to brush away any compliment, but I do think once in a while it'd be nice for us to say, thank you and thank our Lord for allowing me to have this gift so I can use it to glorify him. I remember the story of Gideon and how he was hiding out and trying not to attract attention when the angel of the Lord found him and instructed him to command an army for Israel against the Midianites. Gideon tried everything he could think of to not go and even tested God to make sure it was really God giving these instructions. But in the end, Gideon did lead that army of 300 men against an army that the Midianites had of over 135,000. God had taken the army that Gideon had amassed and whittled it down to only 300. Seems unbelievable that a man could win a battle with those odds. And you know what? You're right. Man can't. But God did. Then just a little bit later in the story, we see Israel asking Gideon to be their ruler because he was successful as a commander in battle. And Gideon's response was not what you would expect from one who had leaned so heavily on God to get through that storm. So in Judges 8, verse 22, it says, Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us you and your son and your grandson also, for you have saved us from the hand of Midian. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Now, Gideon did the right thing by not taking that role of being their ruler and saying God should rule over you. But did you notice that Gideon didn't stand up and remind them that he had not won the battle for them, but God had done so. And not only that, but with only 300 men. Now, he didn't brag on himself, but he sure didn't correct them when they remarked he had saved them from the Midianites. 
He and everyone involved in that battle knew God had been the one that gave them the battle. And that's the very reason that God had the numbers reduced to 300. Because how could somebody begin to think Israel would win by force with 300 against 135,000? Just doesn't even make sense. Only God could do that. But somehow, even when God shows off in such a huge way, we somehow find a way to take credit for it. Why on earth do we do that? Why can't we look at such an obvious God win and just give God the glory? It all goes back to Genesis and the original sin. In Genesis 3, beginning with verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of the fruit in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to her eyes and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Satan used the same thing he uses today. A desire to be wise and look good to others. Who did Eve have to impress? I mean, Adam was the only one in the garden with her besides God. Now this serpent that loves to wreak havoc on us, convince us that we are owed credit for gifts that we were given. Think about on Christmas morning, somebody gives you a gift, let's say a beautiful scarf, and later somebody comments on it and tells you how beautiful it is, and you say something something to the effect that, yes, don't I have wonderful taste? No, you wouldn't say that. You'd say, it is beautiful, and I'm so thankful that I received it as a Christmas gift. I love it, and I'm going to so enjoy wearing it. You know, it's the same as taking credit for a gift God has given us. We were the lucky recipient of a gift from God, and we will be allowed to use it and enjoy it. I pray that the gifts you are given, not only do you find enjoyment, but that you use them to glorify the very one who gave you those gifts. I pray that I'm constantly myself giving God the glory for the many gifts he's given me, and that I use them to draw people to Him. What better way to glorify Him than to use the gifts He gives us to worship Him and draw attention to Him and not ourselves? If you'd like to learn more about Jesus, please call me at area code 918-344-5656 and let me know and please allow me the privilege to pray with you and for you. If you would like to know the steps of salvation and 
what else the Bible has to say about accepting Jesus as your Savior, go to podcast number zero, where I discuss in more detail how to be saved. Call me or email me if you don't have a Bible. I have a New Testament Bible here, and I would love to send you one. I just need to know where you'd like it mailed. My email address is lauritheDisciple at gmail.com, and that's L-O-R-I-T-H-E-D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E at gmail.com. And my phone number again, where you can call or text, is area code 918 344 5656. My name is Lori, and I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ.